here with Stephen. All right, lovely listeners. Hello. And our guest today is Sarah. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> so, Sarah, why don't you introduce yourself, give us your house, your Patronus, and your favorite character? Okay, so I am Sarah Double G and aka the buff hufflepuff from instagram and i think just i think i'm on tiktok too but mostly it's just instagram it's fine um (laughs) my house is definitely slytherin no it's definitely hufflepuff okay (laughs) although i'm dating a slytherin so we have that whole uh what is it slitherpuff energy going on what did you say house patronus my patronus is a on the website, it says I'm a black cat, but I think it's a wolf because I just love wolves and I feel like that I connect to that one more, but I'll take cat. I love cats. It's fine. And favorite characters are friend George Weasley. <laughs> well, let's start off with how you found Harry Potter. So I found Harry Potter in fourth grade. My teacher was like, there was, we had like a reading time happening where it was like a solid 45 minutes where you just like had to read a book or she made you listen to the newest cassette tape that was, that she had. So this, you know, this time around there was a cassette tape version of Harry Potter. And she's like, this is brand new. This just came out. You guys can, you know, I want to leave it here. You guys can listen to it. Or you could get the book and follow along either way if you like it. And I started listening to it. I'm like, this actually sounds really nice. Like, this is pretty cool. I might actually have to buy the book. And then I bought the book and followed it along. And it was just like, I just fell in love. Absolutely like in love with it. Um, and then, of course, like I had a couple of my friends that were really, really big into it, too. So we kind of just like really connected to each other and grew up like loving it. And it just like took off from there. What did you love originally? And because, because I think Danny maybe is an exclusion because Danny's like 67 years old or something, but <laughs> I came in, I came into the story too. When I was, I was in second or third grade, I believe, but similar you know, age, right? So certainly I got hooked for a reason, but as I grew up and became more aware and more intelligent, certainly my reasons for why I love the story changed. What about you? Like, what was the original hook and, and how, if at all, did that fascination, love, adoration kind of change over time? Like when I first got into it, I was all into the whole like magic part really that came out. And I was like, wow, this is, you know, it was relatable because it was just like a kid. Like I'm a kid. Harry's a kid. I can relate to him like in school, like learning, like all that kind of stuff. And a little bit of the being bullied because I had that too in school a little bit. So it was, it was very relatable at that point in my life. And then like having the magic aspect added to it kind of made it interesting. And like, I wanted to be immersed in that kind of life. So I, obviously when I was a kid, I was like, yeah, I'm a wizard. Totally. Even though I never got that friggin' letter, <laughs> but it was more like, you know, it, the magic part of it really like stuck to me the most and like just be like, you know, you never know who has that kind of magic within them was the whole like really big thing that, that draw me to, to it when I was a kid. And I feel like even now, like thinking of that, it's kind of the same, like, you know, people have their own kind of magic about them 
and especially like in this community too. And just like, you know, just being yourself and just like showing you in your raw form is magical in itself. You know, you mentioned, you know, that you don't know who has that magic in them and that you had friends growing up who also were into Harry Potter. Don't get me wrong. I'm pretty sure everybody I knew was reading Harry Potter, but I didn't have any friends who were into it growing up. So I'm curious. And Danny, I'll I'll pose this question to you after Sarah too, is are you still friends with those people who were into Harry Potter when they were younger? Or like, did y'all grow apart? I'm just, there's nowhere to go conversationally here. I'm just so curious. Yeah. 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 So unfortunately we, we grew apart. Um, but we were together a very, very, very long time. It like, we even got to experience one of the park, um, uh, to experience a park together as like a group in 2017. It was like the best thing ever. Cause it kind of like, you know, that was like our biggest moment. Cause we finally like we grew up together with the series. Like each of us was the different house, you know, representation. I was always Hufflepuff even though my favorite color was purple. And I was like, and their other, co- their favorite colors were like red, blue, and green. And I'm like, why don't they have a purple house? <laughs> um, but it was just, you know, a good, like, I guess, point in our life. It was like, I guess, closure in that way. But it just, you know, a lot of our lives decided to go in different ways. And it was kind of just hard to like keep in track with each other. And it was, you know, we just grew apart. And for me, I was more into the Harry Potter at, like now than they were. So it was kind of like it, we were just drifting apart at that point. But, you know, when you grow up, I've, I've known them for like eons. It was more of like a child, you know, learning and growing together and that whole thing. So it just, it just depended on the situation. I don't know how to like, I don't know if that makes any sense. <laughs> I don't know if anything I just said made sense. <laughs> well, look, if the barometer around here is did something we say make sense, then we really should have stopped recording like hundreds <laughs> of episodes ago. Um, Danny, what about you? Are, are Aaron, Rosie, or any of the girls into Harry Potter or is this a, a Danny solo uh, adventure? I didn't have Harry Potter friends. Like in that sense, Aaron and Rosie both read them. Megan did not, but Aaron has mentioned like within the last year or two about like memories of how into Harry Potter I was. So it's like interesting, like hearing from her as a bystander because we met, Aaron was 12 years old when we met and I was 13. So we've been in each other's lives forever, but Harry Potter wasn't the reason we were friends, but it was something we related to. And she just always accept that about me, but she brings up, so she's like, no, you were like, hardcore I mean I could talk to them about it but it wasn't anything like having the conversations like I have with you guys like and the Harry Potter community even to this day that's exactly what it was with um like with with my old group of friends I I don't I never had like in-depth conversations but we would always like we we connected in we you know every film that came out we would go together and like we would dress up and like do that whole thing any book that came out we would go together at midnight and like you know dress up as well like we would we were more into like the whole like cosplay aspect of it I guess we never really talked too much about like in depth about like the books and like certain theories and like what if this happened and like that kind of stuff un- like until like way like now in this community I feel like that comes up way more um so I and I feel like I started going more that way and they kind of just were like we liked it you know this this was this is something that's always going to be part of us but it's not like 
you know, woohoo, we're going to like go into deep <laughs> context with it. And I'm just like, but I want to do that. <laughs> Have you continued on the cosplay route? Oh yeah, heavily. <laughs> even, even not, if it's not Harry Potter, it's just like something, even if it's like literally yesterday, I did a uh, murder mystery party where we were white trash. Um <laughs> We dressed the part and it was wait, wait, wait. Is this why when I came on to the Zoom line, I heard talk about murder, like apropos of nothing? Yes. All right, cool, cool, cool. That that tracks. All right, I'll, I'll go back. Sorry I didn't kill anyone. It wasn't my character. It was somebody else's character, but still, it was like a white trash party. It was just hilarious. So yeah, I'm like not afraid to dress up or do anything like that. And a lot of my friends that you know, aren't into Harry Potter or aren't into the cosplay. They just know that and accept that of me. And I love them for it. Cause they're just like, yep, that's there's Sarah. There she goes in her lamer costume. Just, you know, living life. <laughs> During your years of enjoying Harry Potter and being a fan of Harry Potter. Did you ever, like we find people that have like, they really liked it as a kid. And then they went through like some downtime and then they fell back into it. Or were you like a constant fan since you were a kid? Um, I've definitely been a constant fan since I was a kid. I don't think I made it like too much public knowledge in between like from being a kid to like, I don't know. Everyone kind of always knew that I was a giant fan. I just never like, like now obviously I'm like, yeah, I'm a fan. Like, it's in my name. Like, this is who I am. This is, this is it. Like I finally have an outlet to, to show that I'm a giant fan, but I always feel like I was a closet fan. <laughs> Cause I used to get made fun of when I was younger and like elementary, like I guess late middle school and that kind of stuff. So I would kind of like try to keep it on the low, but I would still be like, but I really love it. <laughs> so I had to like keep it a little closet, you know, a bit. And then like later on, I'd be able to like express it obviously. And I do, you know, when I first started doing cosplay, I think in 2013, that's when I was kind of like, I guess I could, you know, go back to this. I guess it's cool to be a nerd and like be into Comic-Con and like doing that kind of stuff. So I could finally like actually do the things that I like and show off the things that I like. So. So I'm curious because you've talked a couple of times already on this recording about being bullied growing up. And you talked about how everyone has magic inside of them. And and certainly anyone who's followed your social media presence for a little while now knows that you are this convergence of an overabundance of positivity and, and, you know, your personal fitness journey and Harry Potter and certainly wrapped within all of that is, a, a seemingly very vulnerable, you know, open, intense perspective into who you are and how you think about the world. And so I guess I'm just curious. I don't know if there's really a coherent question in there, right? How, how did you get to that, right? Because certainly I suppose growing up the way that you grew up, it's you probably can take one of two different paths there in terms of how you share with, with others, quote unquote. And you certainly chose a very positive, very vulnerable, open perspective. So I'm, I'm just curious how you discovered that so back in let's see 2017 is when I started doing a lot of more of the like the fitness stuff and like the wellness stuff um 
I was really, really heavy into CrossFit and I got like dove into that deeply. And then I had a big accident doing CrossFit. So I was out of commission. I like broke my back. I got like herniated discs, bulging discs, still have it. It's great. It's not great, Um, (laughs) but it's fine. Um, But like during that time, it was more of like, you know, finding myself and getting back into like who I am and like what I was doing and like what I was trying to accomplish, like, I guess for myself. And I found later on, like doing in 2019 gave me, I, I gave myself some time to like, try to like recover and do like personal, um, what is it? PT personal, personal, no physical therapy. <laughs> I'm like, what's the word, um, to help like get strengthen my back more and do that kind of stuff. And in 2019, I fell into the whole, the beach body stuff. So that's mostly what like happened. So like, I would, you know, do that. I would, and it helped because I was home in 2020 and I just did all the workouts at home. So it was just easy. And I, you know, tried to be that positive outlook to other people. Cause I noticed like me sharing my story, how it affected other people and like people related to to me on that level and I was just being myself I was just you know showing you know my disgusting face and like cursing and like just being you know super raw and real because that's really what it comes down to is just being like your yourself about it and you know doing the positive outlooks and like having my captions like I really put all my thoughts and stuff into it and you know make it as meaningful as I can because I know you know it might touch somebody it might you know, have something that is like something that I say might, you know, trigger something in them and like in a good way. So I try to like be mindful of that. And I try to like be that like positive light in, in their lives at some, you know, in that regard. Um, and it's also a reminder for me too, because I, I like, so, like sometimes go back and like read, I'm like, Oh, that was really good. Okay. <laughs> it's more like a journal, I guess for me too. So I'm like, yeah, that, yeah, you're right. You're right past me. You're right. You know, <laughs> So it, it, you know, it transferred all, all together in that regard. Annie, I'm curious how you feel about that, because I don't necessarily know if you would probably phrase your approach in the same way Sarah just did, but I feel like you, particularly over the past handful of months have been a lot more proactively open for lack of better phrasing with a lot of your captions and your social posts and trying to inspire community of sorts through this, this sharing, right? I'm, I'm curious if, if anything Sarah said there really resonated with you or how, how you would phrase it for yourself. I don't know how I would phrase it for myself, but one of the things I noticed, and I know I have mentally, I can be very negative about mm. things. You don't say. <laughs> And the and like the negativity I have is always focused on me. Like it's not minus me saying that I hate humans. It really is self-focused. And I also notice when other people are negative and whenever I post things, I want to, I want to be more positive. And then, and it's stuff I don't necessarily realize I do in a way, but I went to Oklahoma about two weeks ago. And I met up with a group of ladies and I say ladies because our ages range from like 20 to 50 plus. 
like it's it's a very where where do you fall in that spectrum just for curious listeners i am in the middle actually i'm second youngest and only because one of the ladies brings her daughter (laughs) i'm actually on the younger end of this group of ladies who have just always been like family to me and like I've always been very open with them and we've always been open with each other and one of them said something that I like have never put together before and she told me that I was a connector of people mm-hmm. and like when she said it it kind of resonated a little bit is that I do try to get people together even though I a lot of times don't feel like I'm part of a group or that yeah. I'm in the connection I do very well with bringing people together in some way, even if I am not the center of that or the focus of that and keeping people connected. And I really just wanted to like lean into that more. And like this podcast was was never about rereading books. It was always about the community and the people and introducing the rest of the community, to people they may have not found. Yeah. So I just, there's so much negativity. I, I get on my mom's case all the time because I call her a news junkie because she and she always tells me it's bad on the news. I'm like, I don't want to hear it. Like, there's enough bad out there. I don't need to add no. to that conversation. Yeah, I know. So, I get it. And even thing like things like, like my weight has been a constant struggle for years, and I'm trying to be more positive and like celebrate like the little victories more, mm-hmm. and being more transparent about that because like that's stuff that I talk to very few people about and I've tried Mm -hmm. to be more open and have also I I hate taking photos of myself I hate it and I've been like pushing myself to post photos of me yeah which is a struggle and usually needs a glass of wine by the end of it (laughs) but I've just felt like that's something that I need to do more of and allow people to get to know me a little more because I am very yeah, that's the hardest thing is like putting putting you out there, like showing your face, like showing, you know, just who you are. Like when I first started doing like diving more into like the Instagram aspect and like posting like a picture of myself and like, you know, I would never really take pictures of myself. I would take pictures of the things around me and I would, you know, I'm really good at setting up, you know, I mean, I used to work in Papyrus, so I used to do merchandising and I used to work at Hot Topic. So I know how to like make things look really pretty, but I would never know how to make myself look pretty. <laughs> if that makes any sense. No, so. I get it. And I, like, and I was also the one like getting photos of everyone else. Yes. Like exactly. making sure there were pictures of other groups of people that I necessarily yep. wouldn't be in. But mm-hmm. like, and part of that, like I do relate back to like my friendship with you, Stephen, because although on the podcast and even on your Instagram, you're a heightened version of yourself. You still are pretty true to who you are as a person. It's just a little more character. Charismatic, I guess. Right. I don't, I don't really change. Sometimes I get closer to the mic and I get louder, but I'm still me no matter who I am, where I'm with. It's almost (laughs) more like sometimes it's a little more intensified than how you are on like the regular it's but it's like, still you at the core. It's like, like fruit concentrate. Whether you have orange <laughs> concentrate, orange juice, or candied orange peel, you're still having an orange. It's yeah. just different intensity of flavor and different sensation depending on what you're consuming. And that, listeners, if you think of nothing else from this episode, I am an orange. <laughs> <laughs> 
orange orange concentrate. <laughs> yeah, the, I can be orange concentrate. I can be yeah, the water you down or put like ice cubes in you. Know? <laughs> I can be emergency. I can be <laughs> Minute Maid. I can be. You know, I when can, you start I, getting packages of various things that are orange, this God. is the reason why. If this journey, <laughs> by, by the way, I this episode is sponsored unofficially by San Pellegrino Italian Sparkling Drinks, the orange flavor, bought in bulk <laughs> at Costco. Quite good, uh, quite delicious. Reminds me of my time in Sicily. And butterbeer. Don't forget butterbeer. Always, always, always quit the butterbeer there. What <laughs> is your favorite yeah, butterbeer? Ooh. And this doesn't have to include just the liquid versions. Oh, oh, I know. So. <laughs> I just, when we went, uh, when I went back in November, I finally tried all six types that they had at Universal Studios. And I have to say my favorite was the potted cream. Yeah. Cause it was Look, just like a pudding. See, you I've know, never I, heard anyone say it's their favorite, but I respect that. If yeah. you came in here saying the soda type was your favorite, it's like, okay. Oh, no. eh. We would have ended this now. I enjoy yeah. the soda type. Like it's, you know, it's, it's there. It's nice. I enjoy it. I enjoy the cream that they put on top of it. Um, hot butter beer was, you know, I, I finally ha- got to have it because last the, the time before I went, I couldn't try it because I think we went in September and they didn't have the hot butter seasonal. beer. Yeah. So now I was like, yes. And yes. I enjoy the hot butter beer. We just missed each other when you were down here last. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> um, I was with Paula the day before you met with Paula. <laughs> Oh my god, I love Paula. <laughs> I'm yeah, trying no, to get her to create her own uh, herbology p- professor cosplay for when she does all her plant reels. Yes. Oh my gosh, I know with her giant like trellis of all the different plants. <laughs> I'm trying with my little plants in the corner over there. I repotted them, and that's the biggest thing I've ever done with with plants because usually I kill them. <laughs> <laughs> So you talked about your fitness and doing all that on the gram. When did you make that? Like, cause you, even during that, I recall you had, you still had the same handle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kept the handle. Um, when I started going really deep into the whole fitness thing, I did the whole like beach body coach stuff. So I had the handle, I kept the handle. I was like, I'm going to leave it here. And I wanted to kind of just like make it so, you know, show that I'm like still nerdy and like, I'm, you know, obviously always a nerd forever (laughs) about Harry Potter, but I did some kind of like fitness thing. So I dove big into that around like 2021 or so. And then I didn't want to do much of the coaching anymore just because it was, it was, it was, not gonna lie a little anxiety inducing and I have like bad anxiety a lot of the times um I I've been more I've been trying to be more open about that like in some of my captions and like just be you know show that whenever that happens because I totally understand the whole going back to your negativity thing because that happens a lot too to me like as much as I I promote the, the positive stuff that is still like coming from me as well but there's still that little voice that's always just like, eh, you know, you suck. And you're, and like, it's just like constant battle, but you always have to kind of just be like, shut the fuck up. You know, <laughs> this is your anxiety talking and it needs to stop. <laughs> yeah. So what was it like? Cause I know like 
you're not strictly Potter. Like I know you do a lot of D and D stuff. You do a lot of other nerdy stuff. You post a lot of variety, but you mm-hmm. are pretty active in the Pottergram community. Yeah. So what was it like, like joining that community and p- meeting those people like Paula and those groups, and then actually like going to Universal and getting to meet people who are like-minded because of fandom like you are? Oh my God. It was absolutely amazing. Like I've never had that kind of experience before in my life. And it was so like, I guess like heartwarming to know that, you know, you had, you're able to meet these people uh, on the internet, (laughs) even though our parents always said, don't meet people on the internet. (laughs) Sorry, mom. (laughs) (laughs) But like being able to connect through, you know, at least Instagram for me, that's like the main thing that I I'm always on and always like checking. It's just, you know, how can you be, you can't be fake about it. You know, when like a lot of these people, like Paula and like a lot of the people in the community, they're all on there. They're all just being themselves. There's no like way for, for anyone to like kind of take that and try to pretend to be them because it's like, you know, you, you could see that it's them literally talking like into the phone, you know, like in their stories, them just being themselves. Like there's no way that that's like a bot or anything, you know? So it's yeah. like, yeah, I, you're totally a per like you're an absolutely a person that I'm connecting with. And it's like, you know, it's digitized. Sure. But you know, it's, it's part, it's being part of that community and like that online community. And it's like to finally be able to meet a lot of those people was so refreshing and like so cool because it was like wow I know you but it's like weird because I never met you in person so now it's like wow you're actually here (laughs) like it was really magical it was like magic in its own way so it was really cool and like having the like just connecting with like being friends with people on like here on this like community it was it's been so you know, heartwarming and like everyone's so inclusive to everything. And like, we, you, you know, you do this whole, um, the magic challenge, the, the new year magic challenge, and it like involves everybody. And it's just like, so fun just to like see everybody be part of it and like, you know, encourage everyone and like, see what everyone's doing and like be a part of like that creative aspect to everything. So it's just, it's just so much fun to be a part of that community. And I do like, for me, I do so many things, right. Doing the different, like D I do D and D I, you know, I promote everything basically that I do. I have so many creative outlets that as much as I wanted to just focus on like all my Harry Potter stuff, I knew that there was more to me. So lately I've been like tailoring my Instagram where I'm obviously sharing Harry Potter stuff, obviously sharing, you know, the encouragement, showing like a lot a couple of the workouts and that kind of stuff and like you know obviously talking in my stories and doing that stuff but then I also share I'm also a D&D nerd <laughs> and a dice goblin because I have so many things and I just want to like share what I have to everybody because it's not you know sure this is my collection but I have other collections too so I want to like just show that and like show the other weird things that I do like murder mysteries and going to Ren fairs and <laughs> And like, you know, going to New York Comic Con and all this like crazy like camping trips, which is coming up actually this weekend. So like I I like showing the experiences that I go to in life too. So that's like 
all encompassing in my page. And I, I just make it witchy, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> well, you're doing a great job. I love seeing all the different aspects of your nerd side. <laughs> Thank you. Oh yeah. And video gaming too. That's a, that's a big one. Cause I had like another page where I would be like, okay, that's just my cosplay and video game page. And then this is just the Harry Potter page. And it was causing so much anxiety because I'm like, oh my God, I forgot to post on this other page, but I have to post on this page. And then I have to post on that page. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) This is my page. This is the one that I want to show everything to. And just, you know, this is me. This is who I am. And that's it, basically. So you can only do so much that, like, I know a lot of people have their own, like, gaming accounts that's, like, exclusively for their gaming. I tried. I couldn't do it. I I just, you know, I just want to be me and just show who I am. So (laughs) on one thing. (laughs) So let's go into a random smattering of Harry Potter questions. Okay. Okay, number one, Seekers of Dumbledore. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Oof, okay. You know, I think it was a thumbs up. I want to say it's a thumbs up. Um, I think Mads did a fantastic job as Grindelwald. I think he, oh, I mean, he, he is like the best villain actor. Like any kind, if you give him, if you're like, here you go, you're the villain. He's like, okay, you know, like, he just does it perfectly and he gave it more of like like he gave Grindelwald more of like a like I I felt bad for him at one point which I was like what you know hold on (laughs) like he just has that effect with his with how he portrays a lot of his characters that he portrays so it's pretty it's pretty interesting more Fantastic Beast movies thumbs up thumbs down you know I okay I have to say I do love the series as much as I would like it to continue. It could have totally ended at this movie and I would have been fine with it. Like it would have been good. Like it, I don't know. I feel like they would have been like, okay, this Grindelwald thing's over now. We can, you know, maybe not leave it as everyone knows what happens next. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know, (laughs) so going off of these questions, we had a question that we've asked pretty regularly, but one of the responses we regularly got was we did not have enough information, but I think we do now. So what is your Dumbledore ranking of actors? Dumbledore ranking of actors? Like, like of all time, like throughout like Harry Potter and yes. the... Okay. Well, number one is Richard Harris. I mean... You know, he was Dumbledore. Like he was the essence of Dumbledore, and like I'm like sad. I'm sad that we didn't get more of him. You know, it's you can't help that. That was life that happened, and you know that this that happens. That's that's the thing. Like he was a fantastic Dumbledore. Like when you when you read the books, that is exactly what dumbledore is just like a soft-spoken but whimsical like gleam in his eye he was just, that was the dumbledore that i knew it's michael gambin right is that yeah i always get confused between like there's another michael i think i always get confused. Uh, i typically get confused between michael gambin and a burning trash dumpster so like it happens 
It happens. We've all been there. We've all confused Michael Gambon with various refuse. You mean this? There's. I'm showing a. Uh, for the people yes, that literally a, a plushie li- of a, a trash dumpster. Except, does that smell like a really poor acting job? Because <laughs> if it doesn't, it's not Michael Gambon. I love it. It is on fire, though. It, it is, is on, on fire. It is on fire. <laughs> Much like Michael Gambon's copies of Harry Potter, when someone said you should read these before you act in the movies, oh, and he I said, know. "Nah, I'm good." Like, okay. I'll give some credit to where it's due. Like he, in the third movie, he was like, he had some of that like whimsicalness where he was like, you know, with the whole time turner thing, he was like, you did what, you know, and like a little winky thing or whatever. I'm like, that's fine. Like, that's what I want. That's fine. But, you know, did you put your name in the goblet of fire? That was not acceptable. (laughs) And attacking Harry, like no, that's not that's not what he would do. <laughs> so does he come before or after Jude Law? After, just, just have to clarify. That's yeah, what I was thinking. Fair, but I, I needed the third Jude Law. He Jude Law's been doing great with his rendition of the young Dumbledore. I mean, like, there's no obviously like a written thing that we could follow, but you know, Jude Law is. He's, you know, he has his own like young, whimsical stuff about him too, and obviously like personable, personable stuff too, which is pretty cool. So, I definitely rank him higher. <laughs> Sorry, so Michael. Well, there's a good question actually. You mentioned that like he doesn't have any sort of like source material to go off of. In and you said you generally like this series, which to be fair, technically I enjoyed two thirds of the Fantastic Beast movies that are out there. So I enjoy generally speaking the series as well. Yeah. But so would you say that the like the fatal flaw of the Fantastic Beasts, would you say it's more that there's not like an original like written source material to go off of, like a book that was, you know, transposed into a script? Or is the overall plot and conceit of what they're going for maybe just not the right approach from the start, no matter if they're source material or otherwise? Ooh, um, I would say, you know, I don't know, because it would be interesting. I wish they had source material, like, to go off of, because I feel like if it was, like, actually all fleshed out and, like, in front of you in a book to, like, actually follow and then, like, watch the movies and then go from that and, like, be that excited as, you know, we were when Harry Potter became movies, I feel like it would be better, but because there's it's been so like I just feel like they've been all over the place with just like certain things that happen in the movies and like certain aspects of like you know how magic works and like what this does and whatnot and it's like it's not consistent so it's 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 weird but I I also only I like the first movie I don't talk about the second movie and I like the third movie so (laughs) you know it's it's more like I'm happy that it's there and it's like, you know, you're able to see more of like the different animals in like the Fantastic Beasts and stuff like that, which is pretty cool because I did like the little tiny book that obviously we all read um, and see those creatures that like you had the little like drawings of. That's cool. Like that's the cool part about it. But the storylines are all over the place. <laughs> I feel 
So Harry Potter series, favorite book, favorite movie, least favorite book, least favorite movie. Favorite book, Prisoner of Azkaban. Favorite movie, Prisoner of Azkaban. Um, Least favorite book is the fifth one. Ah, you know what? I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest on here and I'm probably going to get like shit for it. I actually never read all the books. I'm going to say it right there. <laughs> so which ones have you read? I only read up. I haven't read the last one and I've only read up to chapter 10, at least 30, like three times for the sixth one. I know I'm fucking awful. Um, <laughs> And it had nothing to do with like me like not liking the series or anything like that. Cause I, I obviously love it, like completely love it. I just really suck at reading and it's bad. Like I just don't like reading. I, I can't even read a book like my friend gives me to borrow in the time and matter, or even a comic book. Like my friend that was I was um reading with on Thursday, he's like a giant comic book nerd. He gives me books. He's, he used to give me books to lend, like comic books to read. And I wouldn't read them because I would forget about them because it wasn't like something that I would do like on my downtime. I just, I'm not a reader. So it was really hard for me. So like being, that was another aspect of, I'm going on tangent, 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 but I'm sure it, it, it adds up. Like for Harry Potter, it was a big thing for me because that was the one like series that, I got into and I like I was reading and I was like heavily invested in even though I didn't finish reading the books but I like really got into it so it was really like a really nice connector for me to like you know try to be interested more in reading even though it didn't really work well but it kind of did I don't know I can't explain it <laughs> but for this like what I'm doing recently with my readings every Thursday is I'm just reading like a chapter or two a week so I can at least like have that time where I'm reading. And I usually, for me, what happens is when I read, I have to read out loud. I don't know, like for me to actually like understand what's going on. That's just like how I always went over things. Like when I was studying in school and that kind of stuff, I have to like speak out loud and like, like hear what I'm reading. So, you know, to be like, to I, I can't be a quiet reader and just like, you know, sit and stare at the page and try to like understand what I'm reading. I have to like actually read it in order for me to like process it. So I think that was mostly why I didn't get to like finish it because I never had that like moment to do that. And now I like finally set time to do it. So it's like, okay, I can actually like go through this and I'm actually going to like go through the series and read all of them. It's going to be great. So I'm like really excited to get through all of them and like, you know, obviously have it for everyone to share here and like promote it here. So can't really give, I don't want to give like a valid, which is my favorite book <laughs> until I read all of them. <laughs> so, or reread re most of them and then read the last ones. Um, but favorite, least favorite movie, I have to say is the, the fifth one too. I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know. The fifth one, I just, it just didn't rub me the right way. I feel for the movie part it was and I also didn't like that you know Sirius died I was very upset with that I was like why yeah why 
Why can't Harry have family? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad I was able to be a part of it. Why don't you share your socials again so people know where they can follow you? Yes. So I am at the Buff Hufflepuff on Instagram, on TikTok. I think I'm on Twitter as well. And on YouTube, I, I finally did all the handles like the same on all platforms. So follow me on any of those. Uh, Instagram is my main one. So you can definitely, that will be the one if you like actually reach out, I will be on there. <laughs> YouTube, I'm still trying to figure that out. So that's, that's a work of progress like later on. <laughs> Makes sense. Well, thank you again. This is great. Thank you. No, he hates me. He hates no, me now. No, it's books, right? Is that what it is? No, not at all. I think it's one of the more fascinating things I've ever heard. I don't judge it whatsoever. I don't judge okay. a damn thing in this in this universe. And that's our episode. Awesome, awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you. This was fun. This week, I want to shout out a couple of different people, all of whom are friends of the pod or not even really intense Harry Potter fans. So this one's going a little rogue. Um, I first want to shout out friend of the pod, Michael Burson, the wizard tailor, who today told the world, or no, not today, two days ago, as of recording, eh, whatever, what is social media anyway, uh, that he was selected as one of the 25 finalists for her universe's Greek couture fashion show at San Diego Comic-Con this summer. Really cool. Michael does a lot of cool cosplay stuff, shows off a lot of his builds and designs on the TikTok and the socials and really damn cool achievement. So um, I don't think as of this moment, there's any sort of like action that we as fans of Michael can take as in like go vote here, or like retweet this. Um, but hey, Michael, that's really cool. Uh, 25 people on this planet have been recognized by her universe for this fashion show and you are one of them. So that, my friend, is an accomplishment. We here at CMP are proud of you. I next want to shout out two friends of mine, co-worker slash friend Erica Hesser, who on our a work trip I was on last week said to me, oh, my God, I'm reading Harry Potter for the first time. And we were in like a group setting and she literally had the book right there. And then like 20 minutes later, the conversation had moved on. People were talking and she just goes out of nowhere. Guys, I just met Dobby. And boy, was it funny. Um, so shout out to you, Erica. I know you're a longtime listener of Creating Magic Podcast, obviously. And then shout out to coworker slash bestie Alyssa Hardigan, who is finally watching the Harry Potter movies front to back due to a boy she is seeing um, and is making me very happy to get all your updates as the movies progress. Shout out to you. My final shout out, Danny, goes to a various coterie of, of people to whom, for whom, of whom, to whom, to whom I have not been the best of friends recently. I moved down to Florida because I wanted to be more connected to people in the Florida area. And I have found to be true that moving down here, I just really want to spend a lot of time alone because I'm trying to get this house set up and work. And I don't really know. But having said all of that, Rachel Ravenclaw Reads, who was down here um, visiting Universal, and I did not end up getting to see. You are a phenomenal person who is a better friend to me than I am to you. Paula at Unpensievable and about 13 other accounts. 
you are as ever a better friend to me than I am to you. Gerald's my bearded brother. You are as ever a better friend to me than I am to you. And last Dapper, minister of magic, everyone knows, Justin. everyone knows Gerald. Um, and last but not least, and certainly oldest Danny, you are a better friend to me always than I am to you. And I appreciate you very much, even though I do not demonstrate it nearly enough with frequency or intensity. So those are all of my shout outs this week. That's what I got. Well, thank you. I only have one shout out. I'm going to shout out Sarah Alley, who is the human behind Potterific July. So that'll be coming up for the month of July, obviously. And so keep an eye out on her account for those prompts. And also LeakyCon is like getting close and we hope to see you guys there. So if you're going to be there, let us know. Wow.